Welcome to the MMA Roadshow, episode number 364. My name is John Morgan. Cold Coffee is not with me, but that does not mean that he will not be a part of this episode. No, sir. He's actually going to join us from the road. He's up in Columbus, Ohio right now on a little special project. I'll let him tell you about. Obviously, it's something over at MMA Junkie, but I don't think they're trying to keep anything under wraps over there. They got a, a little little project going on, so I'll let him uh, check in a little bit later. And tell you all about that. In the meantime, I am checking in from Dallas, Texas. That's right. I'm in my hometown. Well, kind of. I'm at uh, DFW International Airport right now. I'm on my way to Tampa, Florida. I'm not going to lie, man. I always feel so guilty when I fly through DFW because my my mom and my dad, I know they're about a half hour, 40 minutes down the road. But, I mean, you know how these layovers go. I don't have much time. My mom's always like, I could come meet you for lunch. And that'd be nice. But you got to get out of security. And then there's nothing really to go do you got to leave somewhere you got to come back go back to it just never works out it'd be nice but it never works out. i have done it a couple of times every now and then when i was like a, a long layover before going to like australia or something like that booked like a three or four hour layover and had lunch and and then headed out but normally on, on, a, on a quick little trip like vegas to tampa uh it doesn't work so anyway i'm in dallas but not really in dallas anyway uh Listen, on my way to uh, Florida right now for CFFC 106, so Thursday night. Do me a favor, make sure you tuned into that on USC Fight Pass. We got another fantastic card coming to you as always. A couple of title fights in there. I'll talk about that in just a little bit. Uh, a pair of title fights up on top of the bill, and we're doing it at the uh, the Seminole Hard Rock and Casino, which is uh, fantastic, man. A, a new venue. They 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 built it out and, and they just opened it up late last year when we did CFFC 100 there. So uh, actually excited to get back down there. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. Of course, the big show on the radar is USC Fight Night 204. Uh, you've got uh, the the big heavyweight main event in there that looks like it's going to stay together with uh, Alexander Volkov and Tom Aspinall. Of course, there were concerns with Alexander Volkov getting a visa to go to England. Man, I mean, it's crazy. You know, talking about coverage and that sort of thing i mean the covid19 that was a, that was a huge thing you know i always said you know we just cover sport right we cover cage fighting it's not really that big of a deal it's it's fun we all love it but you know it's day to day week to week we're just going from event to event but like covid19 felt like a big thing you know when we were covering the you know coming back in florida and then of course going to fight island and all that i mean that, that did feel like a big thing um this is crazy man i never thought it'd be talking about, well, I don't know if because of the war that's going on, if this guy's going to be able to get a visa to come and compete here. I mean, what a what an insane story, right? Um, but of course, Russia's invasion of Ukraine left it up in the air, but it looks like Alexander Volkov is going to be able to, to compete. I'm kind of torn on that whole situation, man, like what what we should do. Like, I don't really know what the right answer is. And, and you know, hey, look, we try to drink some frosty beverages and stay out of the politics, but it's a pretty big thing, right? I don't really know what the right thing is. Like, on the one hand, like, what does Alexander Volkov have to do with Putin invading the Ukraine? I mean, why should we punish him? You know, you're, you're seeing a lot of people saying, like, don't let these Russian athletes compete. Like, part of me wonders, like, well, well that's not really fair. They didn't have anything to do with this. Like, they, they have nothing to do with it at all, you know? So why are we going to punish them? But at the same time, you're talking about, you know, how, how do you get these the, the, the citizens of a nation to rise against their leader, 
right? And if we're punishing the, the citizens individually, then maybe all those people will come together and be like, hey, stop what you're doing. We don't sign off on this. It's affecting us negatively, and we don't appreciate what you're doing. I, granted, I know it's not quite that simple. There's a whole bunch of complexities in between, but that to me seems like the kind of easiest way to, to, to decide which side you're on. And I don't know. You know, if you do nothing, like my thing is always let these guys compete. Why, again, why are we going to punish the athletes? But if you do nothing, then you're not really doing anything to help curb what's happening, right? So I don't know. Weird thing. But it looks like it's going to happen. Um, bummed I won't be over there in London. Uh, I'll be watching it just like you guys on uh, ESPN Plus on the weekend. Uh, early start time, which I'm actually looking forward to uh, because I'll be back in Vegas. I fly back to Vegas on Friday night, and then I believe it's a uh, – 10 a.m. start time in Vegas for the prelims, and, and this card is stacked. This card is, I mean, entertainment. It, you know, if you got stuff going on, I get it, man. There's no title fights. There's no, uh, you know, maybe you're willing to catch up with it later, but if you got nothing going on on a Saturday afternoon, man, this seems like a card you're going to want to watch because it's uh, packed full of, of entertaining matchups. So uh, I know that, uh, of course, from the uh, MMA junkie perspective, even though it's not my perspective anymore. I know uh, the young Mike Bond traveled over there. Of course, Abby Saban is there as well. Uh, I believe my man Simon Head's going to be in the building. So uh, a lot of our friends will be over there covering this card. So there'll be plenty of coverage out there for you. I will be, uh, I'll be watching it on ESPN+. Plus. So anyway, as far as right now, so uh, sitting in a brief layover, not a long layover, here at DFW International Airport, uh, hurting a little bit after last night, if I'm going to be honest with you. Just want to share a, a Vegas recommendation. If you're, if you're coming to Vegas, man, last night, and it was the second time I've been there, but the first time I've been there with my wife and, and friends, the last time was a, uh, a business dinner that I had there. So this was the first time that I went and kind of kicked it with friends. But Barry's Downtown Prime at the Circa is on point. It's super on point. It's not cheap. <laughs> it's not cheap. Unfortunately, the wife was uh, the the wife was treating, so that was nice. Um, but it's nice, and the circa is nice. And I, I've always told you guys, if you if you, if you come to Vegas, I mean, go do the strip, go see the strip. Of course, you want to you want to hit up the famous sites that you've seen, all those things, right? But to me, Fremont Street downtown, that's where it's at, man. That's really where it's at because uh, you know th th there's just more of a walking vibe. I mean, the, the big resorts—they're trying to keep you indoors, right? They're trying to keep you in their casinos and gambling and spending money and going to their restaurants. Whereas Fremont Street, of course, the hotels want you in there, the casinos want you in there, but you've got this you know covered area where uh, you know there's music playing and and you know there's zip lines if you're into that or whatever. But I mean, you can walk around with a beer and you can go between places. I just like it. It's cheaper. It's a little bit seedy. But I like a little bit seedy. You know what I'm saying? I, <laughs> I like to have a little bit of that action out there. So go to Fremont Street. Go downtown. But Circa is a brand new hotel down there. And it is nice. And it's, it's adults only. Okay. So it's one of the only resorts in there that's adults. And that's why I, I don't go there very often. Because obviously my, my family, you know, we've got my kid. We don't usually go out on our own very much. But last night um, we got a babysitter. And, and, and we went out just uh, for an adult uh, outing. You got, I mean, it's crazy. Like, you get carded at the door when you walk in. Like, bro, I'm I'm in my 40s celebrating my birthday, but they card everybody because it's adults only. Uh, so have that ready. Have your ID ready. Don't be surprised. Then come, but come in. Super nice. Sports book. Amazing, man. Huge. Uh, they got an amazing pool area. Uh, but Barry's Downtown Prime is the spot, man. It's one of the best steakhouses uh, in, in Vegas. And that's saying something. So I uh, went there last night. Might have had a few too many old fashions. Might have had a little bit too much red wine. 
and then had to get up at uh, uh, the 6 a.m. Uber this morning to head to the airport to uh, to fly to Florida. So on my way there, and uh, it just, it feels like the culmination of the of just the worst time to change jobs ever. <laughs> I mean, uh, I start March 1st. Immediately it's a UFC pay-per-view week. Um, I'm super busy on my first week. The second week, my wife's out of town. So, I mean, God bless her because she does a lot around the house. And so it was me trying to take care of child care, trying to take care of work and all that stuff. Uh, insane. Insane. <laughs> it's been a crazy stretch. But starting to get settled in, uh, doing the commentary gig tomorrow night. Looking forward to that. Uh, looking forward to not having anybody bothering me about going and doing my commentary. <clears throat> We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, busy, busy stretch. So, anyway, all right, let's do this. Um, i got to go. I just, like I said, it was a short layover here, but I wanted to uh, just check in and set things up for my man, Cole Coffey, because he is in Ohio. He's going to tell you what he's doing out there. And then uh, I'll join you again once I get to Tampa. We'll wrap up on the other side, talking about everything uh, that's going on this week. That's what's me, what's going on in uh, my life. We'll talk about MMA. In the meantime, let's hear from Cole Coffey and what he's doing. Thanks, Sean. Hey guys, uh, glad to check in here with you guys. Coming to you from Columbus, Ohio, where I am here in advance of next week's UFC on ESPN 33, which takes place here at Nationwide Arena. Nationwide Arena. I keep saying Nationwide Arena, um, and I have no idea why, but whatever. Uh, which is the headliner is Curtis Blades versus Chris Dawkins. But I'm not here for those guys. I'm here. For the gentleman, two fights below that, Matt Brown, who is based out of here in uh, Columbus, who has a gym and also has a uh, coffee company here. Um, but he's got the Immortal Martial Arts Center um, in Lewis Center, which is just north of uh, Columbus. But it's uh, pretty much just in like what you consider like a northern suburbish sort of area, but a little bit outside of town. But uh, I came in town to uh, to kind of just spend some time with him, you know, kind of sort of do, uh, you know, an embedded type feel, just a more in-depth sort of interview um, with him, you know, actually spending some time through with him through the week, um, you know, going to be at his gym, going to be with him training, um, hopefully going to get to see him, you know, spend some family time, you know, if there's some places that he likes around, you know, was hoping to go see some stuff but uh if what i saw today <laughs> is kind of funny he's like he's like you know i'm kind of boring i just go to the gym and then i go home i don't really have any like spots or whatever so i'm not sure if we'll get to see any extra little uh things but uh uh tomorrow we're gonna go uh he's gonna do some uh weight training and stuff so i'm gonna get to spend some time with him there and uh shoot some footage of that um so just, you know, a, a bit more involved of a piece, something just different outside of the typical uh, sit down pre-fight media days that we've been getting. Um, you know, we'll get to have a nice little sit down in his gym and uh, just get some other little B-roll and stuff um, from him. Um, you know, Matt's been a guy I've respected and had followed um, from when I first met him when I was still working with the UFC. You know, I was... I remember one of the first times uh, I met him, you know, I didn't really know where he's from. And then there, you know, somehow it came up. They were like, oh, yeah, that fighter from Columbus. And I was just like, wait, what? There's a fighter from Columbus that's fighting in the UFC? And um, lo and behold, um, you know, I just kind of, you know, then just fell in love with Matt's fight style, you know, which is just 100% move forward and, and, and do some crazy damage. 
and take some damage along the way as well. You know, he's never shied away from, uh, you know, uh, punches in the middle of the of the cage. So, you know, I think we kind of know what we're going to expect with that fight between him and Brian Barberina. That should be gangbusters. Um, but I'm looking forward to just, you know, kind of seeing where we go. We're going to have a, a sit-down interview eventually. But, you know, I wanted to be a bit more about... Um, him and just this journey to get to where he has been. Um, not just about this fight week. Of course, we, you know, we could talk a little bit about Brian Barbarina, or maybe we won't. Might save that just for the media day when we have the media day. But I kind of want to talk more about just this journey that he's been on, um, you know, in MMA and what it's afforded him to do, you know. Um, we had a little bit of that sort of talk today, you know, after the gym, but it was part of it was just like, I was like, hey, let's hold this for the interview. Let's hold this for the interview. Um, but I'm sure I'll hear the same stuff. But uh, yeah, it was just, you know, kind of a, a, you know, a pet project just to start doing this more of this sort of thing. If it works out of just getting more involved with the fighters and make a more in-depth piece and just something that looks visually better than sitting up there uh, at a desk and we all just kind of just shoot him and then they just then they leave you know so this will be something we you know get to see him a little bit more in his element and uh he's got a nice gym here man uh it was it was a nice setup and i think it's only been around about three i think he said three or four years so it was kind of neat to go in there and um see that stuff you know one side he's got the octagon and then another large mat section in there where they can you know either move around do jujitsu um you know, do whatever in that sort of space. And then there's a wall that's divided it with a glass that you could see the other side and the other side's another set of mats where a smaller, you know, classes for jujitsu or karate or something can take place on that side. Um, so it was actually, it was pretty cool. It was, an, it was a nice, nice setup, but it was good to just sort of see him in his element and doing his thing and, uh, you know, getting to capture that stuff. So hopefully, hopefully it comes together and it, and it works out to be a good piece, you know, I was glad that they uh, let me sort of pitch it and and then went with it to to come out here, but uh, it's good, you know. Um, to to say I'm happy to be you know home uh, is a is an understatement. But you know, a lot of the friends from the the old days are gone, but there are still quite a few friends here, and I already got to see a, a few last night just going by the old neighborhood watering hole. You know, when I first got in, you know, couldn't really settled down I was like I think I need, I need to go get a drink so I went to one of my old watering holes that I'm hopefully going to get to introduce a few media members to next week or at least some of the UFC staff I don't think it's going to be a big uh, MMA media crowd coming in town for the uh, the Columbus one next week but that's all right I'll, en I'll enjoy it as much as as any other um, the ones but um, so yeah that's what that's what we came that's what I came here for was to you know Spend some time with Matt and, uh, you know, see what sort of stuff. And hopefully it sets up uh, a template for, for future visits, you know, if we can get some good stuff. Um, you know, uh, you know, even, even if this is just sort of a pilot thing, hopefully it's something that, you know, we can improve upon and rehash the idea and, and keep it going and just do something different that's a little bit more involved and a little prettier and a little bit... Um, for more of a challenge and kind of gets my, you know, creative juices flowing a little bit more than just the regular media day. So I'm excited to do that, but, um, yeah, it should be fun. And, uh, yeah, we'll have the fight week coverage, um, next week here from Columbus. So, um, this week, uh, I'll be shooting with Matt, I think through till Saturday and then, um, either going to look to see what I kind of have right there to see if I have enough to put stuff together right then or I might continue on into the week. I got clearance from the UFC to let me um, 
shoot on Tuesday when they do the the, the fighter check-ins, and that's usually when they'll get in there, do some medicals, do paperwork, um, sign posters, you know, nothing crazy or glamorous, but it's just another part of the fight week day that, you know, if they give us access, you know, and maybe it makes sense and I need something else to sort of pad out the piece, um, I'll probably go in there and just try to get some of that stuff. So some of that stuff maybe will make it, um, just kind of depends. Um, those are just one of those choices you sort of make on the fly, depending on what you're, uh, you know, if it's needed or not, you know, it's always better to have it and not need it, you know, and then instead of, you know, not able to get it and wanting and needing it to, to fill a piece, but, but we'll see. But, um, yeah, man, it's, it's been fun, man. Um, I'm glad to be back home man. it's good. To, it's good to be back here. Um, but, uh, it is, it is a fight week. Well, almost a fight week, but it is work, but, uh, you know, I'm still getting my, uh, my fun times in there as well. So, all right, guys. Well, that uh, that's my little check-in for now. Um, I appreciate it, and uh, stay tuned to uh, the uh, that that site that uh, John doesn't like anymore, and Junkie. And then uh, hopefully we'll see that up there eventually. Um, but we'll be talking about it more. But um, uh, yeah, so next week we're going to again do another sort of remote thing and, and figure something out or see what uh, what John wants to do next week because I will be here again. You know, through next week. So next week will be remote for me. If I hop on, if not, um, who knows, maybe John will just roll solo and then it'll be a nice smooth episode, uh, next week, but we will see, but, uh, I appreciate y'all and, uh, I'll toss it back over to John. All right. So there's the, uh, update from Mr. Cole coffee. In the meantime, I've made my way to Tampa, Florida. The connection is done. I'm checked into the hotel here in Tampa, not at the hard rock this time around, um, but at a little uh, t- town place suites, I think, or something, just around the corner. But I like this. This is nice. I got a little kitchenette in here. You know, it's kind of one of those little extended stay type things or whatever. I feel like I got like a little studio apartment or something like that. So anyway, listen, hope you guys like the update from Cold Coffee. Here is where if we were going to play professional broadcaster, we would just say something generic like, and there's Cold Coffee from Columbus. Uh, thanks. Uh, best of luck on the Matt Brown situation. But it's the road show. We don't do that, right? We, what we do is just tell the truth. And I have no idea what he said. None at all whatsoever. I don't even know if he's actually recorded it yet. As I'm speaking right now, he may not actually have recorded it yet. He may do that after I send these files to him for editing. So I will have to listen to the podcast to know exactly what he said. But I will do exactly that. And I will listen to it at patreon.com slash the MMA Road Show. <laughs> if you want to help support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash the MMA Road Show for as little as $3 a month. You can help support the show. Of course, you get exclusive access to the and a half episodes that we do each and every week, including this week. I'll be doing an and a half, even though I won't be in Florida. So I'll be doing an and a half as a, uh, just, you know, a watcher, as a fan, as, as somebody who's just watching it on TV the same way you did. So, uh, check it out over there. And, of course, it just helps us all out. Obviously, uh, you know, there's a little cost involved to everything here. So anything you guys can do to help offset it, we certainly appreciate it. Or, look, if you can't do that, and I understand, times are tough, man. Inflation is crazy. Gas prices are nuts, man. 60 bucks to fill up my Kia Soul the other day, man. That's crazy. That's crazy. So if you can't, I totally understand. But just take a second. Make sure you rate us and review us wherever you're listening to. That helps us out, too. That helps us grow the show. All right, so listen. In my uh, move from Dallas to Tampa, 
I damn near had to uh, channel a little bit of out cold coffee. That's right. I thought I was going to have to throw down. We were about to have the MMA Roadshow go back-to-back on big knockouts. Or, I mean, maybe I'd just get absolutely throttled. But I, So check this out. Your boy got an upgrade. Super happy for that. I was in first class, making it from Dallas to Tampa. Thank you, American Airlines. Appreciate you. And I was in 1E. So I was, I was on the aisle, front row. All right. It's no big deal. Working, doing everything, kind of doing my thing while flying. Comes time to get off the plane. I stand up. I'm sitting there. And the guy next to me, I hadn't spoken to him the whole flight because he had been kind of asleep the whole time, which good for him, man. I, I, I would have been asleep too if I could have. I had to work. So I was posting some stuff on MixedMartialArts.com, the underground. He was sleeping. Good for him. Proud of him. Anyway, so we get up. And I'm, I just stand up. I grab my stuff. I've, I've got my bag and my... Uh, you know, my, my garment bag as well because I got my suit in it for the fights. Pick those things up, and I'm just kind of standing there waiting. And suddenly, I've got my back turned to him, and I hear a voice behind me, but I didn't really hear it clearly. It just kind of like, uh, what? And then I turn around real quick because I was like, is that dude trying to talk to me? Because, I mean, the door's not open yet. There's nowhere for us to go, so I don't know what he'd be saying to me. He's been asleep the whole time. I don't, I'm not sure what's going on here. But I was, So I turned back real quick. And I just looked at him, but I, I didn't hear him. He didn't say anything when I turned back to look at him. So I was like, oh, okay, I guess he wasn't talking to me. I turned back around, waiting for the front door to open, the, the plane door to open so I can leave. And then all of a sudden I hear him say, all I said is, can you move forward? It's a yes or no question. And I was like, what the fuck? I turned back around. I was like, bro, you don't have to be a dick. I didn't hear you. Anyway, that was that. And then. He was just quiet, didn't didn't say anything. Everybody was like, man, what's up with that? So then I get off the plane. The door finally opens, get off the plane. Heading up to the little tram to get on a little tram to go to the to go to the terminal at the Tampa airport. And the dude walks up to me. And he's like, oh, you haven't seen, just so you know, you haven't seen me be a dick yet. And I was like, no, I did. You were being a dick. And he was like, oh, no, no, it's just that people like you, you're in the front row and you sit there and all your stuff is up there and my my stuff has to go back. I'm like, sir, if you'd been cool, the dude that was right behind us in the second row, he was actually grabbing bags for people and handing it because he was a nice guy. He was grabbing everybody's bags and handing them to him. I was like, but you didn't talk to him. You just talked to me and you were a dick. He's like, you haven't seen me be a dick. I'm like, no, I have seen you be a dick. You were just being a dick. And then he kind of walked off and he's like, you haven't even seen me yet. And I was like, oh, here we go. But, you know, there were like some TSA agents and stuff. I mean, an airport is not probably a really good place to get into a fight. But I thought for a second I was going to have to throw. I thought for a second I was going to have to throw. I was channeled. I was fired up by the energy of out cold coffee. I'm like, dude, if this dude throws a lazy leg kick on me, I'm coming with the right hand. <laughs> Crazy, man. What's wrong with people? What are you doing out there? Be nice to people out there, can we? No reason to be all rude about stuff. Just be nice. All right, let's talk about UFC Fight Night 204. Touched on it, man. This card is good. If if you got Saturday afternoon, watch it. You know what I mean? If you got to catch it later, watch the replay. But I think there's going to be a lot of fun here. You know, we said last week's card was going to be good. It was. It was very exciting. But we got some really good matchups here. It starts off in the main event, Alexander Volkov with Tom Aspinall. Uh, You know, like I said, it looks like uh, Volkov's good to go. Um, Crazy situation that he's involved. I guess maybe you do wonder where's his head at. I mean, what's he thinking about? You know, I mean, this I, I cannot imagine being in a situation like he's in. Now, again, how much does it directly affect him? I don't know. But he lives in Russia. 
I don't know what's going on. So is, is his head there? I'm not sure. Meanwhile, Tom Aspinall, man, this is the opportunity for him. And how about this? I was doing my pre-fight story for, for SI.com today, and I didn't even realize this. You know, Tom Aspinall, he's been, he's been fighting all in these COVID venues, basically. You know what I mean? No fans. And now he gets to walk out at the 0 16,000 people sold out. It's going to be crazy, man. That, that man. Oh, that venue's awesome, man. I, I, I'm bummed that I'm not there, man. Uh, Silva Bis being one of my favorite fights ever was there. Um, and there's been some great ones over the year. Oh, man, how about uh, Hardy and Condit if you go way back then? I mean, that was there's been some good ones over the year. But it's a big opportunity for Tom Aspinall because he looks like the guy that is going to be a future title contender, right? He absolutely appears to be that. I am 100% on board with that. He looks like a guy that can be a force in division. But, you know, you look at who he's beaten so far – he doesn't really have that, you know, big name where you're like, oh, definitely this is the guy. And this is that moment for him. I think this is that moment to prove he's either the guy or he's not. And Volkov is not easy to deal with. Volkov's, you know, his size makes his defensive wrestling a little bit tough um, because, you know, if you're, I mean, everybody has a lower center of gravity than him. So, you know, he's immediately having to grab under hooks and, and sprawl. But he's, he's gotten pretty good at it. You know, he works with Kenny Johnson, great wrestling coach there. And they've made strides in his game. Um, you know, I don't expect Tom Aspinall to try to stand and bang. I, I expect him to try to grapple. And so it's going to be, you know, a, a lot of defensive work from Volkov. But you know, I, 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 you know, if I was doing an official pick, which I guess I'm, I'm I think I'm going to start working with the boys over at Verdict MMA. I created an account. I had a meeting with them this week, man. The boys over at Verdict MMA. Uh, I, I want to see kind of what kind of stuff. Like I said. I'm trying to I'm trying to work with people now. You know, I'm I'm out there. I'm trying to work with people now. I think I'm gonna do some of this. So maybe I'll turn in my picks there. Maybe this will be my first week over at Verdict MMA. Um, but I think I'd probably roll with Tom Aspinall. But I just don't think, you know, I think Volkov's a tougher test than than maybe some people assume. I know he's had some bad losses, but this is a big, you know, kind of make or break moment. And um, man, I like I like Aspinall's attitude. Though I listened to the media day before I wrote my story and, and used some of the quotes in that, and he just talked about kind of living in the moment, enjoying it, just, um, you know, savoring what he was doing and, you know, how blessed he feels to be, you know, doing what he's doing for a living and, and uh, taking care of his family. So um, I like this main event. I'm leaning towards Aspinall. I think it's a bigger challenge. If, for the people that are high on Aspinall, I know there's a lot out there. I do think it's a little bit tougher challenge than maybe a lot of people want to want to let on or, or maybe realize, but, um, but I am going with Tom Aspinall. Co-main event, come on, man. Arnold Allen versus Dan Hooker. I mean, what a damn fight this is going to be, right? I mean, Arnold Allen, this guy that continues to, to, to make way, fly, probably flying under the radar a little bit, right? I mean, I don't know if he necessarily gets the love that he deserves. Um, but this, this again, this will be a big test for him, and he gets to do it at home. Meanwhile, Dan Hooker going back down to featherweight. You know, I'm interested to see the weight cut. I'm interested to see the weigh-in. Um, you know, I, obviously I have all faith in Dan Hooker. I don't think he made this decision, you know, without really considering the implications of it and, and what it means. Um, and I like what he says. You know, he's like, dude, at 45, I just have to be way more dialed in. I have to be way more focused on everything. And I feel like that extra discipline really benefits me. And I think that's great logic, man. And I think it makes sense. But what does it do to your body? He's a big dude, man. He's a big dude. 145 is not easy. So that that I'll be honest with you, it scares me a little bit. And and I I mean you guys know I like Dan Hooker a lot, man. I like him as a fighter. I like him as a person, as a personality, as an analyst. I mean, he's a student of the game. He loves the sport. And if he's making this decision, you know, I believe it's an educated decision, but it just scares me a little bit. You know, it just makes me wonder how's that body going to hold up? You know, there comes a time where it's 
it's not good for you anymore. And I just hope that's not the case. You know, I, tr- I trust he'll make weight. I'm not saying that, but I just wonder at what level. So I'm torn on this one. I'm torn on this one. I guess if I if I do log into my verdict MMA account and, <laughs> and make a pick, since I I mean I don't have any picks to make an MMA junkie anymore. You know, I mean reigning champion. I I never never took the belt. To, never lost the belt. Never lost the belt. So I guess I mean forever. I think I think that just makes me the eternal. MMA junkie staff picks champion. I, I mean, I I won last year. I left on top. I, I, I think I'm just the champ forever. Uh, I don't know which way I'm gonna lean in this one. I don't know. I might go Allen. You know, I always like to say. I always like to say that you know I, I don't like making picks on assumptions. I want to see it first, and I want to see him back down at 45. It's been a long time, um, and I want to see how he holds up. So, um, man. I'm a, I'm a big Dan Hooker guy, but I might have to go Arnold Allen here just based on that. Patty Plymouth versus Rodrigo Vargas, Kazula Vargas. Uh, Patty, obviously, the, you know they've they've gave him given him a a stylistic opportunity here uh, to come out there and put on a show. They, they you know, listen, uh, I believe the UFC knows very much what they're doing here with this matchmaking. Um, you know, they want Patty Plymouth to be a star, right? He's this guy. I will say, and I know it's sacrilege to a lot of people that, you know, just say Patty is the next thing. Uh, you know, listen, I see holes in Patty's game, and I see, you know, I, I think, you know, he got touched up a little bit last time out. Um, you can't do that at the USC level and get away with it, you know, once or twice maybe, but not all the time. So I'm not I'm not writing him off. I'm not saying, oh, this guy's a hype machine, nothing else. No, 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 he's got skills. He's got skills, and... He took the path to get here, and, and, and he certainly has the markability factor and all that. I'm just not ready to sign off on him yet. It's like, oh, that dude's definitely going to wear UFC gold at some point. But will he put on exciting fights? Will he be uh, a, a polarizing lightning rod of, of uh, good and bad? Absolutely he will be. He's, he's got everything it takes to be a star. Um, and sometimes that's even more important than being a guy that wins. You know what I mean? Being a guy that's marketable, being a guy that has a fan base, that goes a long way towards getting you paid. So I think the matchup here with Kazula Vargas, though, is is one that they feel pretty comfortable in uh, and that it will be a bit of a, a showcase fight that they're having here. Uh, Gunnar Nelson returning, huh? Gunnar Nelson returning against Takashi Sato. I think Takashi Sato's dangerous, but not against Gunnar Nelson. I think this is a bad matchup. I, I, I like this fight for, for Gunnar Nelson a lot. Um, you know, now if he, for some reason just decides in the, in the couple years away that I am now a K1 kickboxer and I want to stand and bang, well, maybe we have to talk about something. <laughs> maybe things won't go his way then, but you know, I, I think, you know, the grappling advantage is, is, you know, firmly in Gunnar Nelson's favor and I can see him, uh, using that to pull off a victory here as well. Um, let's see what, I mean, Sergey Pavlovich, I, I, I like Sergey over Shamil Abdurakimov. Um, I, I don't know if this will be the prettiest fight of all times, but I do like that. But I, I'm I'm really excited by by Nikita Krilov and Paul Craig. Um, you know I, I'm a Paul Craig fan as well. I, I like that guy, man. I, I like it. I think his game is fun. Um, I I think you know I, I love his interviews. I love the war paint. I love everything that he does. But Krilov is tricky too. Krilov is tricky too. I think this is a tough fight. I mean, I think. You know, Krilov probably the favorite here, but I, you, you just can't count Paul Craig at anything, can you? I mean, the win over Jamal Hill was impressive. Uh, you know, I mean, that was very, very impressive. Uh, and, and the guy is just 
dangerous, right? I mean, he can get you from anywhere. So um, I'm super, super intrigued by that one. But then, man, the action just continues down on the prelims as well, right? I mean, Jack Shore, the undefeated Jack Shore versus Team Revaliev. Bro, that's a good fight, man. I'm kind of surprised they put these guys together, but that's a really, really good fight. Uh, Mohamed Makhev, the 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 the, the uh, uh, amateur, undefeated amateur. I mean, that that's a guy that everybody's had circle for a long time. The return of Elise Reed, CFFC vet, who I hated the matchup that she had last time out. You know, maybe this one will be a little bit better for her. Um, Nathaniel Wood is here. Elia Taporia, who looks to me very much like the real deal against Jai Herbert, who um, is an exciting fighter as well. I mean, I, I love this card, man. I think it's going to be a really good card. And again, you know, I'm flying home on Friday. I'll, I'll be in the Vegas time zone for this on, on Saturday. And it starts at, uh, I believe, 10 a.m., which is just absolutely perfect, man. Early morning start, a little cup of coffee, watch some fights. I guess uh, crack open that Verdict MMA app and do some live. I've never used it. I was meeting with the guys from Verdict and, and you know, kind of talking about maybe some possibilities and some ways we could work together. And it was funny because, um, you know, I was telling them, I'm like, I'm just, I'm just going to be honest. I apologize. I, I, I know the name. I know, I know you guys, but I've never used the app at all because, man, normally during the fights, I'm – I'm doing play-by-play, you know what I mean? Like, for 15 years, I've been doing play-by-play on Saturdays. It's sitting there typing round-by-round coverage of everything that's happening. Um, that's kind of been <laughs> my M.O. forever. Uh, so it's 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 wild to me actually having some time to do some other stuff during fights now. So, um, you know, I, I can't decide if I want to do, like, tweeting the the round-by-round. Round. I feel like so many people already do that. They tweet. And, I, mean, I think it's kind of cool. You see the tweets up on the TV and stuff like that, but I don't know. It just seems kind of played out, too. Uh, but I guess it's good for exposure and that sort of stuff, so I don't know. I haven't figured out how I'm going to do this. I'm, st- I'm still adjusting, man. We're two weeks into this game. I, I still don't know exactly what I'm going to do yet, but um, I kind of like that round-by-round round scoring over at Verdict MMA. Maybe I'll take part in that. Um, I don't know. We'll figure it out. I want I want to I wanna figure out a way to work with those guys, so We'll see. If you guys are over there, if anybody's got any insight on, um, you know, how they normally do that or what's fun or what's the best way to do it, let me know. I, I did sign up for an account, but I haven't really had a chance to, to dig into it yet just because I've been working and then it was my birthday and all that, but but I'm going to check that out. So, anyway, good card. I'm looking forward to it. Um, but before we do that, Thursday night, CFFC 106 from right here at the Hard Rock uh, Hotel and Casino, the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Tampa. Awesome facility over there. Uh, looking forward to getting over there tomorrow and uh, doing a card. Uh, Andre Petrosky is with me this week. CM Punk is doing some. Um, I don't know if I'm supposed to say. He's, I, mean, I, I think he's doing some movie filming. I don't think I get in too much trouble, right? I don't know. I, I, I'm not saying what movie it is or what he's doing, but he's doing a film project. Uh, so he can't make it. He's bombed. I talked to him. He's he's bombed. I'm telling you, man. CM Punk is such a fan. Like he's literally. Like legit bomb that he couldn't. He tried to like change the schedule, but I guess you know you talk about a movie, man. You're talking about a lot of people involved in moving parts, and like this is when they had to do it. And like he literally has it in all his contracts that like CFFC is the commentary gig that I have, and they technically have first right of refusal to everything. Um, obviously, the CFFC crew doesn't try to hold him back from anything, so we just all work together. But uh, he's legit bombed. He had to miss another show. But Andre Petrosky is back, so we got a little chance to work together last time, um, and, and we'll do it this time as well. So tune in for that, and then hopefully we'll have uh, CM Punk back in April because we're doing uh, 
Atlantic City on, on April 15th. So I'm looking forward to that. But main event, Blake Smith versus Paris Artist. Good fight here. Blake Smith kind of came in, uh, shocked the world last time. He was kind of the underdog last time uh, against Silk Ryan. Kept you back off the uh, reigning champ. This was back in September at CFFC 100, which was in the same venue inside Tampa, uh, inside the Hard Rock, Seminole Hard Rock in Tampa. He's a Florida guy. And so he had a ton of people in attendance, and he struggled early, but he found a way to get it done. He just stayed in, in Zulk's face, and um, eventually, you know, Zulk started to tire a little bit, shot for a takedown, and uh, and Blake snatched up a guillotine and was able to choke him out last time to, to, to claim the title uh, right there in front of his people. It was awesome. But Paris Artis, um, undefeated, had a tough go last time, had a viral knockout before that. Um, but Paris said, you know, the, the tough go last time kind of helped him a little bit, kind of made him realize – uh, what he needs to do, what he needs to to build on, and that sort of thing. So looking forward to that. Uh, Hugh Pulley and Eric Alaquin in the uh, co-main event for the vacant welterweight title. Really, really enjoyed talking to Hugh Pulley. It was the first time I talked to him um, leading into this. You know, spoke to him on the phone. The guy's a character, man. The guy is an absolute character. He was full of energy. He he was he was so great because he was talking about you know he basically took like two two plus years away from the sport. Um, because he wasn't satisfied with his last outing. It was actually no contest due to an eye poke, but he was like, eh, you know, it wasn't the result. There were some things that happened in the fight that I just wasn't really comfortable with, um, and I, need, I needed to rebuild myself, and so um, I did that, you know, and um, now he's promising Hugh 2022 all brand new. <laughs> that's the way he was saying it. He was so good. He was he was just saying, like, I'm not really in the hype business, man, but I'm excited right now. He's like, I'm standing up. We we're talking on the phone. He's like, I'm standing up right now, man. I'm, he was going at it, so I'm excited to see him. Um, I didn't get a chance to speak to Eric Alaquin, who uh, I guess doesn't have a phone, which I find intriguing in itself. Like, who in 2022 doesn't have a phone? <laughs> so I was trying to get a hold of him for some pre-fight chat. And I guess his management working through uh, the staff was saying that he's uh, didn't have a phone. <laughs> so I'm interested. I think, uh, I think I'm going to end up doing the post-fight interviews if we end up doing any. Um, so that way um, Andre doesn't have to mess with that. So um, so maybe a little bit little bit different role for me. But, um, I mean, obviously I'll still be doing the play-by-play. But normally whereas I turn it over to CM Punk to do the interviews, I think for this week, um, if we do any interviews – That'll be me. So, uh, looking looking forward to that. Should be uh, should be fun. Uh, Charlie Racky, Jonathan Piersma. Um, that should be a good main card fight there as well. Uh, Big Zulk is back on, on the on the main card opening bout as well. So, um, yeah, I, I think I think it's gonna be a good a good card, and it's a a packed Florida venue. It's our second time here in Tampa, and then uh, like I said, we've already announced April. We got. I think we got a couple things working in May. Um, I'm not sure if that's all been finalized yet, but we got a couple, including maybe maybe the return of Fury Grappling as well, which I'm, I'm hoping to see that because because uh, I enjoy the heck out of that. So anyway, all right. Listen, um, cold coffee. We're staying on the road for a while, so next week I think we'll probably do remote. At least this week was tough just because I was traveling. You know, he's doing his thing, so we weren't sure how the schedule's going to line up next week. Um, I think, you know, we've got the ability to tape remotely, um, and I think that's probably what we'll end up doing, so that way I can have them there. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll rope in a hot tea or something like that. I don't know. We'll figure out. We'll figure it out. That's, that's the great thing about it. You know we're not going to break the streak. You know we're not going to break the streak. We'll find some way to do it. Uh, what that ends up being, I'll let you know. In the meantime, i got to go have a meeting. i got a production meeting to do. 
Uh, I need to unpack my bag, get settled in, and uh, get ready for CFSC 106. Plus, you know, st- still running the site over at MixedMarksLarks.com because we don't have a staff yet. Yet being the keyword, we're gonna make some moves. We're gonna make some moves. We're not gonna be crazy, but we're gonna make some moves. Uh, anyway, we'll get into all that later. In the meantime, let me just say uh, I'm gonna get a frosty beverage for this production meeting. And thanks for listening. <laughs>